Well, hello, everybody. This is Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. Yes, this is Dr. G, your relationship doctor. I am your tour guide on this single journey. My job is to help you stay sane in this crazy world of dating. And we all know that it could be crazy because sometimes this single journey is like a jungle. It can be like a roller coaster ride. It can be like a maze when you're just all confused and you just can't see your way out. I am here to help guide you on this pathway. And as I've told you, I found myself single after almost 24 years, four kids later. I found myself in this single journey. And boy, have I learned a whole lot being out here. I bring all that to the table here for you that you can actually create the kind of life that you want and deserve. I talk a lot about that in my book, The Power of Attraction, Getting the Man You Need and Not Want. I'm going to stop right now until you have to go get that book. Go to my website, drgladney.com. Women, that was written especially for you, Getting the Man You Need Not Want. Because I tell you, I hear from so many women on a very consistent basis about how this single journey is very, very frustrating. So we tackle all of the issues on this podcast. And please join us in the private Facebook group, Single Life with Dr. G, Dating Over 40. We continue the discussion after the podcast is over. We are worldwide and we are so excited that we have listeners And all of these countries and all of these cities in the United States of America, we're able to reach everybody and help so many people. And when I tell you each and every episode we have just gets better and better and better. So you better get ready for this one because this is episode number nine. And we are talking about one of the most talked about subjects, I think, that has to do with relationships. It is cheating. Why men cheat and do they really love you? Mm, mm, mm. We are getting ready to have some really good conversation. And you all know I had to bring in somebody to help me on this one. That is the question that I get asked most of the time. And the conversations that women have around the water coolers, (laughs) around the TV shows, when you're in the happy hours, why do men cheat and do all men cheat? So, It's going to get juicy. But let's go through some of these segments. You know, we have Did You Know? I'm going to give you some real interesting statistics today. The Candid Conversations, where we have a special guest, our dating do's and don'ts. To the left, to the left, boy, bye, girl, bye. Ask Dr. G. And of course, I always leave you with a challenge of the week. So let's get ready to jump right into this topic and this subject about cheating getting started, did you know? I have to tell you, you know, I'm big on definitions. So I have to give you the definition of a cheater. The official definition is a person who acts dishonestly, deceives or defrauds. Deception really means that you're deliberately misleading or deluding someone to produce misunderstanding or to prevent someone from knowing the truth. Hmm. I want you to think about that for a minute. Because when we think about cheating, a a lot of times we just think about it relationally. 
But there's so many ways that you can cheat. You can cheat through through with your parents. You can cheat with friends. If you are trying to deceive somebody so they don't know the truth. So that means we all can be cheaters in some kind of way. But today we're focusing on the men. I know you're thinking out there, well, women cheat too. Yes, women cheat too. Humans cheat. <laughs> Everybody cheats. But today we're going to concentrate on the men. We'll talk about the women in a different podcast. Because this is really, really important. And it has seemed to destroy so many relationships. I'm going to give you some statistics that talks about cheaters and how much that cheaters cheat. According to the infidelity statistics, about 40% of unmarried relationships, people have said that they cheat. Now, it's different in marriages, so we're not going to focus on marriages in this whole cheating dilemma. But they said about 25% of marriages see at least one incident of infidelity as well. According to some research, they say the main reason that men cheat is because of sexual dissatisfaction. But I'm going to give you a whole list and we're going to be talking about possible reasons why men cheat. They say that men are more likely to cheat than women, which we know that. And then the research also tells us that there is a 350% chance. Okay, I'm going to say that number again. There's a 350% chance of cheating again if you've cheated before. That's a real high rate, don't you think? Wow. Getting prepared for this show, I went back and refreshed my mind on some things that were out there on uh, YouTube And I looked at an old Oprah show and she had about seven, these were all husbands that admitted to cheating and having these affairs. And I thought, you know, it's really deep when somebody married cheats. So we know if it's happening in people's marriages, it's definitely happening when you're not married and we're in this dating scene. We're going to get into this candid conversation. I have bought in a powerhouse to help me tackle this subject. And I tell you, I think he's the best guy to be talking about this with me because of what he does as well. I have bought in Ron Carey. So let's all welcome him to the show. Ron, thank you for joining us on this important topic that we're going to be talking about. Before we get started, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about you and what you do and why you're a powerhouse. Thank you for the opportunity to be on this great show. I want to say hello to your audience. I'm just so, so, so just impressed with everything you're doing. I think you're doing a good thing, not only for the women, but the men as well. And I think you're intelligent and smart and you're a beautiful moment internally. So I just thanks, thank you for this opportunity. Thank <laughs> I'm you. Sorry. I, have to say, I have to say thank you. Now, listen, I didn't pay him to say that. So thank you, Ron. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. I'm pretty much uh, up front. So what I do on social media is I just kind of tell my truth, if you will. You know, I tell my truth. So I don't really target women or men. I just kind of talk about my internal feelings, what's on my mind, and how I feel about relationships and women in general. And how I look at things from my perspective, being an ex-womanizer and an ex-cheater, I look at life different because I've lost in relationships and I've lost in love because of my immature ways, my infidelity, my procrastination, my hesitation, my doubt, and my, I want to say self-hate, so to speak, and I've lost. So since I've lost, 
I realized I had to deal with those issues. It's not a woman that can help me with those issues. I deal with those issues. Now I'm in a better place and I'm a stronger man. I'm a wiser man. I'm a, I'm a more in tune man with women. And I'm definitely a God fearing man. So I move different, but I still remember my old ways. So I help a lot of women indirectly and directly. And I do different events. I speak at different events and I coach online. I do a uh, mentor groups and I do different things where I just kind of pretty much expose myself and some women see their husband or their boyfriend or their significant other in me. And I just expose myself, how I move and how I talk and how I walk, how I think and what I feel, what I see and what I don't see. And they compare some of their men indirectly to me. It's like a game of chess. You can all, the game of chess, you got to kind of see what's happening next to even be successful in the game. So I tell them what's going to happen next so they can kind of see it. And if it comes to fruition, I could tell them how to move again or maybe coach them online in the game of chess. Because chess is like life. Chess is like relationships. Some pay, some don't. Free knowledge and pay knowledge, if you will. Yes, ma'am. Wow. <laughs> now, I told you ladies that I bought in a powerhouse. Now, when somebody can be in their authentic self, And this is what we need when we're talking about subject like this, because, you know, Ron, this really stumps up a lot of women and women can't understand. Again, we know that women cheat. We are going to put that out there. And I don't want all the men writing in and saying, well, Dr. G, you need to talk about the women because the men are cheating with somebody. Okay, we know that we're going to talk about that as well. But the focus for so many women is they have experienced and have been hurt because they felt like they were in this secure relationship. And as I told you, I was doing this research, getting prepared for the show. And I came across an article and a woman actually said that men need to cheat. And I was like, well, this is interesting. She said that men need to cheat because the whole monogamy thing. And that's a real conversation Uh, within itself, or men really made to be monogamous. They're so challenged with the whole being faithful to one woman. And so that's some of the kind of stuff that she was putting out there. And in her study, it it was about 78% of the men who, who said they cheated. And it was mainly because they just wanted to have sex with somebody else and they were not satisfied. So she said, you know, okay, the men get to do that. And I think I mentioned to you even before we got started that one of the things that women believe, and that was the number one frustration when I did the first podcast and we talked about the frustrations in the single life. Women are frustrated because they believe that most all men are players or cheaters. And I've had many conversations with many women and women all say that all men cheat, that all men cheat and all men are dogs. They don't mean they don't want the dogs. (laughs) It just means that all men cheat. And somehow we got this all in our head. So as a man, before we even tackle all of these reasons, would you agree or disagree to say that for a woman to think that all men cheat? I totally disagree. I think that these women that you might uphold or these women that you speak to or these women that you communicate with have just chose cheaters. They've been chosen by cheaters and they deal with cheaters and that's what's going to happen. Not all men cheat. That's like me saying all this particular race, all of them are bad. That would be like ludicrous. So no, not all men cheat. Maybe the ones you pick cheat. Maybe the ones, the 350% that you spoke about, maybe those people pick cheaters. Maybe they're attracted to cheaters. Maybe they 
was chose by cheaters, so they was cheated on. But all men don't cheat, and all women don't cheat. That's that's great. Okay, because I don't believe that all men cheat or all women cheat. I do believe that everybody has the propensity to cheat. What that means is that we all can be put in a situation, and just because we're human, we all can fall. And we know that as as spiritual people, we know that we all can fall. (laughs) But so that's good. So we're clearing that up. Now we're going to focus on some psychological reasons. I pulled in and have written some articles and dealt with this subject a lot. So I pulled in the psychology because, you know, that's me. That's my background as a psychologist is to help people understand the mind of a person and why they do what they do. So the number one psychological reason that men cheat is because of their ego, because they feel insecure some men, they get to a certain age and they may have a midlife crisis and they feeling like they're insecure. And I wonder if I still have it. So the ego is driving them. Would you agree with that? That's complex. That wasn't my personal issue when I cheated. It wasn't okay. an ego thing. I move strictly on selfishness and greed. But I think I've met, I know I've met men who have a problem with their ego and maybe that drives them. And I think, that's a two-part situation, personal mm-hmm. opinion. And you got to understand the word ego too. The people with the ego usually have something going on about their self. So it could be a mental thing or a physical thing. So if I have a big ego and I represent it physically, I don't have to per se cheat because my wife is going to be into me or my significant other and she take care of me. But now if I have a complex with an ego, I might venture out. I might go to Las Vegas. I might go to New York. I might go on a business meeting and do crazy things because I don't feel it at home or maybe she don't feel me the way I need her to feel and I venture out. And it's wrong. Every way is wrong when I right. cheat. But well, the, ego, the ego can't influence me to do something that's strange. Oh, yeah, because it seems to me that guys need their ego stroke. Well, but that, well, doc, and, doc, and that's why the man is on social media in front of a car. It's the man and showing money. I know. Jewelry. That's why he's doing it. But don't you think he's doing that so he can attract the women? And it's like, oh, look at me. This is what I have. Because- I mean, everything men do. Right. I want you to understand it. Everything men do is for women, period. If he's a heterosexual male, every move is done to attract women, not to attract men. That doesn't mean he's going to cheat with every woman he attracts. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I, I can care less what a man look at me like as far as like that. I think women are more into how women look at each other. And I understand that aspect of it. But every move I make as a man is not just to be sleeping with a woman. I mean, of course, it's better to get a compliment from a woman than a man. I don't want a man telling me you look good today. But if she says, I'm at work and my wife's at home, so you look nice today. That's cool. And I say, babe, you know, Dr. G told me I look good today. Like, hmm, she did. Well, you looking good, babe. She should tell you that. I know you're looking good. Now, if I'm we, we on that level where I can do that. That's a great relationship. That don't mean I'm going to move on Dr. G. Right. But it's going to be it's going to be some men who's lesser in their thinking and their strength and control. They're going to move on Dr. G. Well, OK, well, I'm not going to be trying to make no moves on nobody. I'm, <laughs> up, okay? I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. The, ego, the ego plays a major part. Ego yeah, plays it, a major part. I think that the older men get, the more, which is why we have men who are dating younger women, because it's right. their ego, because of when course. they in their 50s and 60s, and they can still get somebody in their 20s and 30s and 40s, that makes them feel like they the man. And they tout that. And I've heard men 
our age bracket, and I'm over 50, and I've heard them say they don't want a woman over 50. They don't want a woman in their age bracket. And I'm thinking, well, you old. <laughs> right. You know, so I know that it has to be this ego, which is really gets down to the insecurity of a person mm-hmm. and that you right. need somebody to validate because you don't feel secure about who you are. We don't want to get too deep psychologically, but that's number one. Okay. So we know that ego is a part of it. Number two is the accessibility and the opportunity. I mean, come on, we live in the age of social media. Well, when cell phones became available and first we had car phones and then we first we had pagers and then we had car phones. You remember the car thing that you carry around in your car? Mm -hmm. And then we had cell phones, but the cell phones didn't have emails and it was no social media. And then came the age of the internet, social media, and the smartphone is in abundance. Women are in abundance everywhere. Men have accessibility and the opportunity is there. So how much do you feel like that plays into cheating that men can do it because they can? The women are available. Women are out there. How do you think that plays a part? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these dating sites, this Tinder, probably be the number one reason because that just, it's not only access, it's like you can see what you want or what you're entertaining or what you want to entertain. You can see it. So yes, Instagram, you get on Instagram and you see millions of beautiful women that are on there. If they look like that or not in real life, but it's tantalizing to a weak man, to a weak man and a strong man. Mm-hmm. Now, watch, now watch this. So you can see it. You can see it in your at your work. In your car, when you pull up at home, while your wife inside, you can look in your car. You can watch she sleep. You can see it. It's probably the number one thing. It's the number one access because I've seen men gather around, like you say, the water cooler, what at work and whatnot. And I'm thinking like they might be talking about the game or whatever. And I pull up over there. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And it's a woman on OnlyFans. And they're talking about this and that. Hell yeah. That's for men today. That's the number one today. Like today, like right now, November 2020 today. All those social media platforms. Women have OnlyFans accounts where they're watering plants. From watering plants to doing other stuff. And guys are paying monthly to watch these people do these certain things on OnlyFans. And they got a whole wife at home. Okay, so OnlyFans. I haven't heard of that. So OnlyFans. Is a, OnlyFans. Oh, Doc G. You research it after we finish. But OnlyFans is the latest thing. It's kind of like TikTok. It's where mostly women have pages where they're doing anything from explicit stuff to just watering plants or playing with their dogs or walking somebody but it's explicit it's sexually based some go from 10 to a one and some women are out there making five to ten thousand dollars a month posting videos only fans wow and so okay so ron you can you you can get on only fans and have a whole relationship with a woman in new york and pay 30 bucks a month and she'll talk to you exclusively too and you'll say hey how, how are you doing so it's like online dating, but you never meet this person. But some have access to meet these people. If you say, hey, well, you come to New York, pay me $500, we can go out to eat. I'm kind of straying a little bit because I'm really interested. And I'm asking the questions that I know the women want to hear. With all of this accessibility and opportunity and an easy button that you can just have a woman at your disposal in any form that you can imagine, how does the girlfriend 
or the person you're dating compete compete with that. Okay, but I let me give you, let me okay, this is just like this though. Any man in his right mind know that the woman on OnlyFans, the prostitute in Las Vegas, the stripper in Atlanta don't sincerely love him. It's all about the money. So if he has any brains, he knows this is just for pleasure. This is like a moment. He knows that woman back in Texas when he's in Atlanta at Magic City, he knows the woman back in Texas cooking, cleaning, and taking care of him. The stripper is just temporary fantasy. He's getting off on that. So he knows that the woman on OnlyFans don't love him because he don't pay his wife nothing. They have money together and they build together. He might just be, and we're going to get into this because you have a list. And I, I wrote everything down. But at that moment, it's like a moment of ecstasy. He's a, he's feeling like erotic right now because she's like doing, she's gravitating and doing certain things. Maybe his wife don't do or maybe she do better, but it's not her. So he gravitates to it. He could pick up his phone and look at Susie Q dancing and twerking and he gets off on that. Yes, he's weak. Yes, he's got some issues, but that's what he liked to do. Wow. And it's another man that will look, but he won't move on it. Yes. Because well, my personal opinion, all men look, all men don't cheat. Right. All black, white, brown, yellow. All look, we see everything. I'm in a demographic where I don't have to cheat no more. So and I stand on that. I was a cheater. And I stand on that too. You got to stand on everything. If you're going to stand on something, right? right? I stand on my good and my bad, but I still look, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my followers are married. They still look at me, but they're not moving on me. They're not sending me nothing explicit. They're not saying that out of character. I know I'm I'm not, come on. Right. I'm a realist. Yeah. And that's what people (laughs) say. You can window shop. Right. Right. When I see, when I, when I, when I see a red car, I look, it gets my attention. Right. It it stands out. I see a pretty woman. I'm a look. Well, I mean, that's not a sin. As long right. as I'm, in, I'm mature with my woman, and if she has an issue with it, I need to address that. Right. But I don't want, I don't want to get off topic, but like you said, um, access to the inst- OnlyFans is like the latest crave. Wow. And you know, I've heard, I know that there's some apps and some other things that of course, of course. hide and they'll, they'll call it something and it's really not just a case their girlfriend or whomever pick up the phone and then they have all these pictures. I know it's a lot of stuff out there and men do share a lot of this with me so that I'm able to understand, to help women understand and help people with the issue, actually. This is interesting. So we're going to move on to number three. Number three is all about greed. Mm-hmm. Some men are just greedy. From the time we were kids, come on, mm-hmm. we all were greedy. Mm-hmm. And we know how, as we grow and how selfish people are, and this is just our human nature. We're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So we have this selfish nature that it's all about us and we want more than our share. And it seems like some men out there, they just greedy and there's no other reason. They know they can, but they just want more. How do you think about that? What do you feel about that? Because you mentioned that you were greedy. <laughs> your, your illustration about when kids were young was so on point because you remember when you when you were young or when your kids were young and you was have to tell them specifically, you can only have one piece of candy. If you say you can have all the candy they want, what they going to do? Eat all the candy, right? Absolutely. They're going to eat all the candy. Boys or girls, they're going to eat it all. They're going to say, they're going to like, they stomach her. Mama, I can't sleep. I told you don't eat all that candy. Right. So now- now the woman is the candy and we got men, grown men from 21 all the way to 71, 81, 91, some in their hundreds. Yeah. They got all kinds. Of, so now they're looking at the women like candy and they could be, and we're talking about 40 and up, and up of course. So you got this 41 year old, this 51 year old, this 62 year old who might not have 
had an opportunity to have access back then when he was 20 or whatever, be it he might not have, didn't have a certain amount of money, might didn't have the nice clothes. He didn't have, he wasn't, he didn't attract them, but now he's 40 and he's 50 and he's 60 and he's somewhat successful. Now he can attract a different type of woman. And mind you, back to something you said earlier, when they go after these young women, usually they got to have something going on because most young women don't want an old guy doing nothing. So right. it's going to be the fact that he's successful, a business owner, or he's a powerhouse, or he's doing something, or he can talk good, or he can speak good, or whatever he can do. He's he's an asset to the young person. Now, back to this. So now he's at this age, and he got a whole wife at home that loves him from head to feet. But those last 20 years with her, he wasn't never just the guy, and now he's the guy. So the greed kick in. And you know, you're supposed to just eat a little piece of meat, little vegetables, drink some water, and go to sleep. He want to eat all the meat, all the vegetables, drink all the Kool-Aid, drink everything in one night. Yeah. He, he's going to get sick. But now how he gets sick now with all the women, he's still sick. It's yeah. an internal sickness. Yes. Because the, the, the karma kicks in, those thoughts kick in. Now he's lying to cover up a lie. He's got a throwaway phone. He's doing slick stuff. And then the woman's intuition kick in. I know we're going to get to this. I don't want to go too ahead. But then, yeah, he's got a problem. So greed is a major problem. I think the order you got him in is probably like from one to 10. But at any rate, greed is major. My problem with greed, I think it was like, a, you're saying over 40. So I, I've kind of controlled myself. But when I was younger, in my 20s and 30s, I just had plentiful access. So it was like, I should just say, you know, just I got access and I put myself in a situation where I was uh, semi-popular in a different kind of lifestyle. And I just never said no. If yeah. I was asked, if I was entertained or I entertained, it always just kind of went with the flow. And to be raw and frank with you, anybody, once you have a little power with women, that's a dangerous power because you feel like I got all access and I got a whole woman at home and I can do what I want to do. She ain't saying nothing. Why change my style? Because most cheaters don't change until they lose something. Mm. And then those don't even change. But mm. most cheaters don't change till they lose something. It could be whatever. And usually it's going to be money or your wife or your wife or money. You have to lose something to mm. change something. You get a speeding ticket, you get a speeding ticket, Dr. G. Then you slow down the next day, don't you? Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. See, the pain brings change, right? So, <laughs> the pain brings change. Absolutely. I totally agree. So what do you think that when these relationships and in this dating game, what what are guys losing? Because they're not married. You're not married. You're just dating somebody. And that's in that sense, and in, in that sense, these guys nowadays, I don't know how women outweigh men as far as numbers. I can't give you a specific. specific oh, I can the women. Oh, of, course, of course. Okay. My mind is not right. And I'm a still cheating. And you give me any kind of slack, any kind of flack. I I mean, instantly I can just do something different if my mind was on that. I have access. Yes. So the fact that they don't um, cherish the woman they with, they don't respect her, they don't depend on her, they don't see her worth, they don't see her value, so he can easily cheat on her. Right. And and, and it's happening every day, all of the course. time. Of and course. you know, I did a YouTube show called Cheating in the Pandemic mm-hmm. because it was real interesting to me that even though the world was shut down and nobody could go anywhere, that mm-hmm. I knew that people were still going to find a way to cheat in the pandemic, even if they were going to the grocery store way across town that took 30 minutes supposedly to get there. (laughs) If they said 
to their significant other or their wife or whomever that, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. They were going to find a way to still cheat because that that attraction was going to get them that greed. You know, we were shut down for what, two months, three months, something like that. Mm -hmm. I knew that people were still going to find a way because it's really like almost one, two and three are all piled up together. The ego, accessibility, opportunity, and greed. It's all like right there. And yes. like you said, it's a candy store. And I can remember the first time I went to the Essence Festival and I was just looking around and everything. I just said, this is a candy store for men. You have to be so disciplined. And that's one on the list. <laughs> but just all of the opportunity that you all have. And because you're visual, because how God made you and you're sexual by nature, and visual, and women know that and can use that. And so a man has to be so solid in himself. And like you said, value the person that he's with in order to fight off all of the temptation, because it's a lot out there for you guys. You know, you have to be afraid to lose something. I've never seen in my life a man treat his mother as if she wasn't his mother or tries mm-hmm. to disres- totally disrespect his mother mm-hmm. or call another woman mom in her face or she knowingly know that because he values her, he needs her, he, he the love for her is deep. When you love a woman in the same depth, it's hard. You cannot, it's hard to love a woman the same as your mom. Of course, it's different, it's a different kind of bond. But if you can love her on that level, you won't cheat. You won't disrespect and you won't neglect. Okay, so that's really good because I was going to say the title is, you know, but he's cheating, but he says he loves me. So when a man says to a woman, I love you, but he cheats on her, does that mean he doesn't really love her? That's not difficult. That's not difficult at all to me. I think that's just, you know, he loves her for what he gets from her, but he doesn't love her enough to not to respect her. So he loves the things he gets from her. She might be a bomb cook. She might, when they're together intimately, he might enjoy that. But he also likes going out there trying new things. The love is still there, but it's not love. It's not depth. It's not depth. If it was deep, it wouldn't do it at all. So it's love. And, you know, I was when I was listening to the Oprah show, that was way back years, probably 17 years when she did that. Mm-hmm. It had all those men and they were all mm-hmm. married men. And they all said they loved their wives and they said they were happily married and something just happened. And it just made it seem like, and I guess that leads us into number four, because it talks about emotional needs and voids. And it says, you know, psychologically, some men say that it's not about sex for them, but they have a need or a lack of support or respect or adoration or attention or praise or something in the relationship. And a lot of these guys were talking about that when that new woman came along and the way she looked at him, she adored him. To me, that got back to the ego needing to be stroked. And of course, when you're in a relationship with somebody, and if you're married in particular, of course, you're just doing life and this, it could be mundane and all that. It ain't going to be exciting all the time. And you know, you're not going to be sweet from the chandeliers. You got to do life. But they were like, when another woman stepped in and noticed them in some kind of way. So that this is real when it says that men have emotional needs and voids. How much do you think that plays a part? You know, I read an article once. Uh, uh, she's a friend of mine as well, but the singer out of Dallas. I'm you familiar with her, Erica Badu. They asked asked her a question. It was like, why do these men that you dated in the past, or 
who you date currently always have so much positive stuff to say about you, even though they're not with you no more. So what are you doing to these men? She said one thing. I listen. Now watch this. I have friends as strippers that I know personally in the past, and some of them do it now. And I asked a question. I'm like, you know, you're not tired of doing it? like, no, like, like, what kind of money do you make to do this? And all of them said their biggest clients are the ones who don't want sex because all they're doing is being a, a muse, a, a muse for the, the client. Mm. He's in there to talk about his day, whatever. It, it could be uh, Tim from China or, you know, John from Africa. They don't need the physical. They need the mental. The mental stimulation is better than the physical stimulation. The mm. ones who want to act out on the sex, usually, you know, that's what that's that's their goal. But their best clients be the ones who just want to look at them and talk to them. Sit in the club in New York, go back to Cleveland, and, you know, they might be better for their wife sexually at that point. But in the club, they were still cheating, but it wasn't a physical situation. Right. It wasn't sexually based, but it was mentally based. You can tantalize a person's mind and get they can get off on that per se. The physical touch, the physical touch might be whack, but the mental touch and the emotional side can be stimulating, exuberating. When you listen to me and I tell you about my day and you don't criticize me or you don't put me down, you don't mm -hmm. chastise me, you don't mm -hmm. disrespect me and you don't interrupt me mm -hmm. and, you, and you empower me indirectly. I would want to talk to you again and again and again. If you say, I ain't trying to hear that, do this, do this, whatever you're saying, however you do it, I'll be like, man, I'm turned off. Like, I, I'll come home. It's a lot, and I don't want to get off track, but you know this. Some men get off at 4 o'clock, don't get home at 7 o'clock every night because she go to sleep at 7.01. Got a mortgage, got kids. He just like, he just winging it. Right. But he's someone, he, somebody talking to him. Somebody telling him he great, he handsome, he tall, he short, he fat. Whatever it is, they right. telling him something. And it and it make it, it sticks his chest out. So yes, the emotional side is uh, come on. Yes. So how do you, you know, do? What what, what what what? How do a prostitute get money from a person she ain't never had sex with? What I know. She doing? I know. You know. Okay. So Ron, this is good because we need to understand that men. First of all, that men have emotional needs as well. Of course. Because uh, a lot of times we think that the women, you know, are the only ones that have emotional needs. There's voids. There's things there. But we also want to be sure and touch on that even if a man's emotional needs are not met, that doesn't excuse of him not. cheating. Of course not. But what it says is that when you are in a relationship of whatever kind, it's easier to probably talk about the marriage relationship. But for a lot of my audience out there, some of them have never been married, but they've been in dating relationships. And they were loyal to that man and feeling like they were fulfilling his voids or needs or whatever. And outside of the fact of him, ego and all the other things that we talked about, it could be emotional void there. But I want to caution. So as we're having this conversation that is two sided, and I think you mentioned that in the beginning, it's a two sided thing. So it's never somebody's fault when somebody cheats. But would you agree that you have something to do with that in there, unless it is just the person that's just a natural born cheater and that's all they do is cheat? <laughs> if it was a, a, a loving relationship and then somebody ended up stepping out, let me say it like that, a loving relationship. And when I was looking at this show, a lot of these guys, they had been married for 15 years and they had been faithful. And then all of a sudden something happened. So I think that's probably an example of emotional need in the dating world. It just seems like it's more about 
the men and it's not an emotional void. It's just that they have all this opportunity and they're greedy and ego stuff. What would you say about that? Well, if a woman attracts a man and she's in tune and she's in tune with herself and she can look at this man in her third eye, she can almost see what she's dealing with. Because I feel like the moment you meet somebody, you can see if they're going to be a negative force in your life or a positive Mm -hmm. force in your life. So -hmm. when you make that decision, it is what it is. So if you met him, however, at work, at a sporting event, Walmart, Home Depot, at church, whatever his intentions was when he first met you, it's probably how he's going to move out, move throughout the relationship. Mm. Because uh, men know in less than, and you can quote me on this, less than six months, if you wifey material for him, or are you just somebody he's going to run through? Right. And I, I think a lot of stuff is learned behavior and what we see. And I, you know, I just don't want to say like, what I seen growing up, but it's like a lot of men see certain things because I've got friends who were in a happy environment, both parents in the house, dad loved the mom, possibly great situations, but they had issues within themselves and mm-hmm. a desire to go out there and do this and do and do do this. But I think a woman can never change a man, but for the right woman, a man will change himself. Mm-hmm. So, okay. You hit on something because a lot of times women do, they see and know the behavior patterns of this particular man. And we did a podcast that was on players and playboys who live to play the Mm -hmm. game. Some women attract those kind of men and they feel like I'm going to be the one that's going to make him hang up his player hat. But you're saying, so talk a little bit more about that. So can no woman change no man. First of all, I have to be tired and sick and tired of lifestyle I'm living. So if I meet Sarah, and Sarah say, Ron, you, you're a womanizer, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. You already cheated on me three times. I'm going to take you back, but you got to change, and I'm going to help you change. I'm going to cheat four more times, probably 10 more times, till she get fed up. I have, to, I have to come to Sarah, not with talk, but with actions on my character, and I have to be responsible. Even I probably won't even salvage that relationship because we too, it's too much pain, but maybe for the next relationship, I'll be a better man and I can have more restraint. Because no woman is gonna change me to do nothing. Right. My mama, my mama can't change me. Right. Your kid, you can't change them. Four kids, you got. You can't change. They who they are. Right. You can, you can assist them and give them some knowledge and try to formulate something that's gonna make them think positive like you. But you can't change them. They who they are. Right. But they can make a better change. They can, you can show them examples. So some people are committed to cheating. I have. I know male friends who like this is what they do, and I and and it's unfortunate because I know their wives. Mm. They make it hard. So when I see the wife, hey, what's up, sis? What's up, bro? But I know he. (laughs) So I'm thinking like, man. So what I do is like, man, don't tell me about your escapades because I I don't need none of that coming back to me no more. I I know. know. Don't tell. Don't tell me you went to Walmart and you met somebody and things happened. I don't like to hear it because I I feel I'm gonna look at you different. I don't want to judge you. So yes, I, I I think a woman can. You can assist me. You can help me and motivate me. You can you can subscribe a book for me to read. You can talk to me. Also, what a lot of women don't do, and I don't want to get off track because I'm, I'm a firm believer in God, too. A lot of women, personal opinion, in my relationships, they never pray for their man or pray with their man. Right. right. And then what you expect to get. Let me tell you something, Dr. G. So if you ain't got God in your relationship or if you ain't got nothing that you believe in together, all right. you got is like, we, we got to pay this mortgage. You got your thousand. I got my thousand. We got to buy some food. Oh, we got to go to Dubai for the gram. Oh, we got to go to Hawaii for the gram. You ain't got no relationship. It, it's, right. That ain't, right. Solid. You're doing it for you doing it for social media. Yeah. The good relationship is where you solid on every level, good or bad, no money or not. And you like you got you got trust and accountability. You got respect and you got unity. You're doing better than half these marriages out in the world. 
Right. You know, you, you make some really great points because people do need to, we haven't gotten into the whole relationship goals and what you attract. Again, it goes back to the power of attraction, getting the man you need, not want, and the type of person that you're attracting in your life, how prepared you are to have somebody in your life, the prayer, all of that. Talk about the spiritual part of everything. That doesn't mean that men that love the Lord haven't cheated. Because in number five, it talks about the narcissism and a lot of men in power that are just thinking about their own needs and, you know, some of the politicians. And I heard one lady ask a question, why is it that it just seems like some of the politicians and men in power, some of the preachers, some people have fallen uh, into cheating. And a lot of times they think that they're not going to get caught because it just logically, and I always think really as as large as they are and they're all out there, did they not think that somebody was going to find out? (laughs) But a lot of times that narcissism kind of takes over and you think I have the power. Like you were saying, if a man has power, that was a dangerous thing. You said that earlier and whatever that power is, you don't have to be a known figure, but all of the athletes, just the power within your own. And you said, you mentioned you had the power, you had some power. So was that one of your things as well? Women coming at you. Dr. G, I I did a seminar. I was a guest uh, before COVID at a convention. It was like all women. It was like 400 women. And I was like one of the speakers there. And (laughs) I already know what that was like. I already know. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So, so I simply, I simply, I, I spoke on a different topic. I only had 30 minutes. What I told the women, I said, because it was all about cheating and why men do this and do this. I said, with all due respect, and it was all demographic demographics from all different ages, different backgrounds, whatever, ethnicities. So I said, the number one reason, if you're a chooser, that you probably got cheated on because you were attracted to the title and not the character of the man. Because the character is way better than the title. So when you go after an athlete, I know what come with that. You go after certain people, doctors, lawyers, politicians. If you're going after their title and Wait, what they got, doctors, what they could do. You said doctors, hold on. Doctors too. I, <laughs> go ahead. Doctors. Doc. So when you go after when you're going after the title and not the character, per se, character, and whatever happens, happen. If you got a hundred million people watching the show right now, their ideal man might be an athlete or a politician or whatever it is, what, what society say is that's what that is. But your man, your soulmate. Your helpmate, your life partner, your best friend might drive a trash truck. And what's wrong with that if he's going to treat you like the best thing ever? But you can't see him because you caught up in a title because your friend, they're the football player. Then your other friend, they're the doctor. And she going here and here and here. So then you kind of accept it to get cheated on because he's telling you he's a cheater without being a cheater. This is what I don't have a problem with. I have one daughter. And I give her all the knowledge and the wisdom and understanding about men, raw and uncut. I tell everything about her father. So if she makes a decision or a move, there's something that's abstract to what I gave her. That's on her. So if the women who don't know that if this guy is popular, flirtatious, and how he move, huggy, kissy, 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 then he come to you, you make a decision. You got to right. say he ain't, gonna, he ain't a good fit. But when you make right. a decision like maybe I, maybe my sex is better than everybody else's sex. Come on now, sis. Come on, sis. Look, at 40, I keep telling people at 40, 50 and 60, we shouldn't be leading with sex in the first place because it's still, go, it's still going on. Dr. I know G. it is, it, but it's so much more to life. And then 
that but you know do you know why it's going on with the the 40 50 60 year old women because we men we're aggressors it's 50 year old men 60 year old men 70 year old men they got all kind of pills nowadays 80 year old men they still want a, that satisfaction so yeah. they feel like you know she's 60 he's 80 he's got 100 million he got a young tender he pops a pill and it is what it is at the end of the day whatever i track it has to be a good match for me Mm-hmm. And if it's not a good match for me and I'm solid in how I think and how I walk and how I talk and how I believe and I'm not cheating and you are not on that same level, I have to make a decision. I shouldn't even entertain you after the first time I see you. Right. So the woman reverse. If you see me out there, flirtatious, flamboyant, if I don't fit your style, why do you deal with me? Right. You was never going to change. So you just so you just you just on my list. So I thought women sometimes in a sense like he didn't. Now, if he deceived you. Right. And he manip- manipulates you and he presented himself as this holy than our person. Now I stand with you, sis. But yeah. if he was if he was transparent, see what I do today is I'm transparent. Right. If I just be like, hey, hey, this is what's going on with me. Um, this is where I'm at. I'm in this lane. And you have to respect it. If you don't respect it, that's fine. Like a lot of men lie, lie to kick it, if you will. I'm gonna do right. Yeah. I'm gonna help you with this, pay an electric bill, pay a bill here and there play with her kids, get the sex, then he'd be MIA. You know, the whole podcast last time was just about <laughs> lying and how lying, much you told me how much people lie and lying is every lying is everything. And it's men, men lie three times more than women. I mean, hmm. it was, it's crazy. It's research. Men lie three times more than women. And only 23% of the men feel bad about lying. 67% of women feel bad. Men don't even feel bad about it. They just lie like they breathe. Men lie like they breathe. Some of them, not all of them. I'm not saying I don't put in everybody in the category. But the people that are the liars, they just lie like they breathe. And the cheaters can just look in your face, look you in the eye, and just straight up lie. To play devil's advocate, if you're a liar and a cheater, what you going to attract? Yeah. A liar and a cheater. You know, you attract me and I choose you. And then you see that I'm a certified degree i got a certified degree in lying and cheating you have to make a decision immediately right but let me tell you ron sometimes liars and cheaters are so good at what they do to make women think that they're the only one you have to be better at protecting your heart that's what i'm I know, saying but i'm just saying so it's like women are either gullible or naive to to the signs and we're going to get to the signs next that it's like okay. i can see a player when he walked through the, i can spot him when he walked through the door I can, but that's because I I analyze humans and I study human behavior and I just have a sixth sense with all of that. But okay. most women, they're like, well, I didn't know. And he said, I'm thinking, you believe that? Are you kidding me? I mean, or, maybe they, or, or maybe they're settling. Yeah. And, and it could be because at this stage was a lot right. of people wanting to be in a relationship. Right. If she's, well, been, she's, okay. 40, she's 40 years old and she's been at home 10 years by herself, she might tell you that as a friend, but maybe right. she like... I know he's gonna cheat anyway, so I, let me attract a man who's gonna cheat on me that I'm gonna still like, <laughs> or gonna pay, or gonna who's gonna pay all the bills, or gonna keep me in a Range Rover, or who's gonna take care yeah. of me. This. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number six says they're just undisciplined and immature. I just okay. think a lot of people just need to grow up. There's a lot yes. of men, and I said that to some men the other day. I'm like, oh my god, would y'all just grow up? I mean, I feel like we're back in high school so often because what men gravitate to and they're focused on the looks and they're focused on how big 
this body part is and how big the body is. And I'm just going, we're grown now. We're 40, 50s and 60s and 70s. Why are we still talking about body parts? <laughs> just in my mind, it's like, it, it seems that some men haven't grown up. They just, they're just going to keep enjoying the candy in the candy store and eating enough until they stomach hurt and they don't mind getting sick. I don't get that. It's like, when are you going to grow up? Do you agree with that? Way back in the 1900s, even before then, men, powerful men, men who had access to, you know, to do things, always glorified the woman. You can look at a 1920 commercial or whatever. It's always about a woman. You can look on Super Bowl Sunday. They got a woman in a bikini in front of the Corvette. They got a woman selling Budweiser beer. Women, people, Playboy magazine. The guy was rich back in the 60s when he put the mag- the Hustler magazines. All, we glorify him. The videos. If you don't have a woman in there shaking or doing something, it don't really sell. And it's not just men watching it because women are buying these same things too. So okay. now we it's, it's even. So we select, we uh, sensationalize and glorify legs and thighs. I wasn't trying to rhyme, but we sensationalize and glorify legs and thighs. Right. And indirectly. So then the women who probably want, it's not on that level, try to get on that level, 40, 50, 60, because that's what's going on. And it's like, how I'm going to attract my men. But it's disheartening when a man is that weak to live his whole lifetime chasing Every woman he see that is disheartening because you never have a chance to really grow because I don't care how much money you got, how much fame you got. If you just going from woman to woman to woman, you never really became a solid man in life. Right. You just was you was fortunate to have some money, but money can't do nothing for your character or for your legacy. When you was just like a just you were just out there like your whole life. All I did was sleep with women. That's not like not, that's nothing to be proud about. That's not, yeah, that's not a legacy you leave to your daughter or your son. That's nothing you can say like, oh, how how was your dad? Oh, he just slept with a whole bunch of women. Remember that song, Papa Was a Rolling Stone? Oh, absolutely. Papa That's, that, that was a that was a sad song. It's not a happy song. You're right. And and you know what we I was just dancing on the dance floor to that the other yeah, day. Yeah. You know, like that's a sad song. Yeah, yeah. He's saying like where he his had his home. Then he died, and all he left was, was alone. He was that didn't, he didn't do nothing. That's so that's like true. when when you realize who you are and your worth as a man. And you value yourself. You become different in your word and how you move. So, I mean, of course, we got men out here still doing what they do. I think, and I thought this too, like if I just cheat one time, that ain't bad. You know, that's how I rationalize it when I did it. Like, I don't cheat it once. This dude over cheat every night. Mm. <laughs> that's how I was sleeping. You prepared yourself <laughs> to the other cheaters and you were as bad as, as they were. That's how men do it every day. They do that. I talked to a friend yesterday. He said, I got a good woman. And I said, you do. I like her. He said, man, I felt bad. The other day I did this. He said, but I used to be really out there. I'm doing better. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I, on God, I said, cheating one time is like cheating 10 times. I said, you know, and I told him, I said, man, I like to have a conversation because your wife has them, you know, cook food for me. We didn't, we didn't talk and we didn't kick it and hung out. And I like both of y'all as a person. So don't tell me about your escapades no more because yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel uncomfortable because I'm not on that level. Right. And I, I I genuinely, she checks on me like he checks on me. We're all friends. Wow. And he's telling me like, man, I did this. Other. I'm like, he's he thinking because we tight that I can, you know, kind of like. Right. It. But but when you accept it, I might as well entertain it. Right? You know, that was another, that was another one that I took it out just because I felt like we probably won't have time. But the peer pressure, mm-hmm. since you brought that up, is peer pressure mm-hmm. that men feel 
And and I always look to see who people hang out with because if you hanging out with you, oh, it says a lot. It says a lot. It says a lot. It's susceptible in your little space, and all your homies are doing it. Then y'all talking about it, y'all encouraging each other, and it's okay, man. And it's like, oh yeah, man. And you can share the stories, and like you said, oh, you getting better instead of three times last week. You know, you did one. Ooh, you know, I'm just saying, it does make a difference who you hang out with. Dr. G, if I, if, if, Dr. G, if I send you with nine drug addicts consistently, yeah, I'm gonna thank you the tenth. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. If I see you, I see you with nine, you know, thieves consistently. Right. I'm gonna thank you the tenth because I'm gonna say like, okay, maybe she's trying to help him. That was Friday. Next Friday, maybe she's still trying to help him. After two years, I'm thinking like, Dr. G, do you got an addiction? <laughs> well, you know, I every now and then I play with my nose. I'm yeah. like, I yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, because I, I, I can see, you can see what you want to see. What happens is some women don't see what they want to see. They blind to it. Right. They see the other stuff, the materialism, the comfort. When he come around, it's all good. It could be a happy meal. It could be a, a trip to Dubai. They see that. So they don't see the mm-hmm. fact that he came home and went straight to sleep. Right. Or he, he came home, put in the, dry, the, uh, the driveway and stayed an hour outside and said he had a business meeting at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Or, I or, he, or he, smelled like, he smelled like a perfume because he said one of his assistants, uh, Gave him a hug or whatever, not knowing the assistant is the secretary and he got a full relationship with her. Well, and she just like, and then, and then he said, we're going to Hawaii tomorrow, babe. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that rolls us right into some of the signs of cheating. Yes, ma'am. Um, which there's, we know the phone, text message, social media, you can mm-hmm. follow. All of those are paper trails. All of right. those are receipts you can find in the phones, text message, social media, who on social media, who's the friends, who picture they like. I mean, you know, I'm going to do a whole podcast about how Facebook right. and social media has destroyed mm-hmm. more relationships than has helped. <laughs> but it is one of the reasons why people get divorced because of social media. So we know those are signs. You know, I've always said to women, if a man got to turn his phone over upside down when he's in your presence and don't want you to see his phone ringing, there's, there's some classic signs there. But also the change in attitude and behavior and the change in the pattern, unexplained absences, kind of like what you were just saying. You know, you're sitting outside, it's 10 o'clock at night, oh, baby, I had to work late or, or you know, and again, focusing on the people that are not married, but oh, I, we can't make it, we got to break our date that we had tonight because something came up at work or all the excuses that a person can give, and then they don't answer the phone, say the phone died. I mean, <laughs> it's so many signs that a man gives. Don't you think so? Because men, are, y'all not saying, okay. Now, I know some guys are real crafty and cunning, and they've been doing this long enough that they kind of, they know how to cover their tracks, and they change all of their stuff, and they careful on social media, they know how to be careful. But for the most part, the sloppy cheaters, <laughs> like when they would catch them on the on the TV show cheaters, they just leave all kind of signs. Wouldn't you say so? You know, um, every woman I ever attracted or been attracted to me has been smarter than me, period. So hypothetically, say if I've been with five women my whole life, and I'm talking about a relationship, uh, physical and everything, they've all been smarter than me. Right. And I, and I cheated on three of them, okay? All three of them knew I was cheating before I even cheated. I had a situation... I've been married and divorced. I had a situation where every time the times I stepped out, she would call me. And I was like, God, how's she, what's going on? Like, why is she calling me? Like, I'm in, I'm in route to do some mischief. In route. She's like, I'm just checking on what you're doing. 
I'm like, oh, I was about to go over and help my brother because he had a flat tire. I'm going to see what's going on with him. Okay. <laughs> now I'm off, now I'm off balance. Every time I was like, that was weird. Well, mm-hmm. not to expose all mm-hmm. my business because it's going to come out in the book. But when I when our relationship finally met our demise, the episode, the a cheating episode, she called again. And then, you know, I was like, every time, and I'm like, she must be connected with God because oh, every, time I, <laughs> every time every time every time I do something, she calling me. Yeah, but when I'm doing when I'm working, playing ball, cutting the grass, cleaning up the house, I ain't getting no calls. It's when I'm doing something bad. But so you're then not I re- supposed to be doing. And I re- I realized then I said, you know what? I ain't a good cheater. I, I don't know. I don't like this lifestyle. And then I would go home. You know, I'm feeling all balanced. I'm thinking like, man, I gotta. You know, then I you see what men do is they they sloppy. So you overcompensate now because you already did it. So Friday right. night you messed up. So now you come up, hey, you want to do this? Dude? She's like, you'll never do that. I so know. She, peep, she, she peep every move. She peeping all of that, right. Every move. You know, like every move. Like you come home, you take a shower real quick. She's like, hmm, he'll never do that. He want to <laughs> eat first. And you know, you just lame. So yes, I agree with you that the signs are there for every woman to see. If the woman can't read the signs, it is what it is. But right. the man, sex is uh, gratifying for a man. Sex makes you get, you get sloppy because you get weak. Because before the sex, you kind of tough. Then after the sex, you're like, oh, it's like a release. Now you slop because you, you're not quick on your feet. You're not right. thinking right. Yeah. So then you go home. You go home. You're still sloppy because that that release gave you some sense of like, man, everything is good. Then you come home. Everything ain't good. And she know that you're not on your toes. And she can see it. She can sense it. Either she can accept it or let it go or question it and check it. And most of the time, the women check it. And then the men lie. And then we go back to the liar. And the liars. I want to ask you real quick, because I know we need to get on to the next section. Yes, ma'am. What was your turning point for you? What you had to say within yourself, I'm done with this. I'm done with this feeding lifestyle. Well, and I'm I'm not a materialistic person, but I had access to a nice lifestyle when I was married. Everything was fine. I cheated. I don't think I I think I could have worked it out if we would have communicated better. So when I lost, not the material things, not the money and not the house and all that stuff, or quote unquote, maybe status. About a year later, I was thinking like, man, I wasted a lot of time. The time, the time was really like my turning point. I'm like, I can't waste no more time. So losing the time, I mean, I was sad about, you know, hurting this person that I was with, of course. But I mean, she eventually got over it and I, we communicate and I kind of got over that point. But I'm thinking like, and that was like 10 years of my life that I ain't got nothing to show for it. Like that suck. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I start, I, I can just look at people. I'm like, this person died at 38, 39. I'm like, what they got to show for theirs. Wow. And I can see like, you know, so I'm thinking like, oh, that time I can't, I can't, I can get another house, Dr. G. Right. I can get another car. I can take another trip and I can get more popular. I can get more money, but I can't get no more time. Right. So when That's I, when the time, the, the fact that time is like, man, when I attract who I want to attract and I get what I want, I mean, that's that's going to be a pedestal. She's going to be like number one. Now, if she right, she got to be right. Because when she right, I'm going to be right. Our problem ain't going to be cheating. We're going to, we're going to, everybody going to have issues. It'll be other issues if they come to exist. But it's not going to be the fact that I stepped outside my relationship. Because right, right. you, I don't know how many times you got to lose. If a boxer then fought a hundred fights and he lost every fight. I don't think you need to fight no more. You shouldn't even fight a hundred fights. Right. This ain't, this ain't your profession. Right. You need to, you might be, you need to do something else, be a fireman. Cause you ain't good. You lost a hundred fights. 
Mm. You're not you're not good at that. And I ain't never seen a successful cheater in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they may think so, it's gonna come back at you because you read what you you you're still you're still not successful because it, it, it hurts you in a different kind of way. So when mm-hmm. I realized you can't be successful in cheating, I had to get out of the cheating business. Wow, that's powerful. That that's powerful. Out of the cheating business, men that are listening to this, it's time to get out the cheating business. It is so time. Oh, I'm going to have to change the challenge of the week <laughs> on that one because I love that. Okay, this is so great. I hate to stop the conversation, but I know we, we have a limited time. Yes. Um, This was some good conversation. We may have to do a part two to this because it's so, so important. Yes. And I appreciate you being so candid with us and yes, so ma'am. authentic. We're going to move to the dating do or don't. You're going to give us, Ron is going to give us a dating do or don't. So what is that that you would like to share with us? Okay, so that in my history, in my past history, even kind of current, I would say like, ladies, I mean, I, I think it's cool to dress nice and sexy. You go out on a date with a guy, you have dinner. But the first night you meet him, don't go to his house or don't invite him to your house. The first night, don't do that because energy popping, vibrations popping. And if you're a connoisseur of wine or whatnot, maybe you kind of weak and it's been a while, he's going to put pressure on you. Mm. he's going to put the pressure on you. So you might can't handle that pressure. So don't do that. If you decide to do that next week, next month, or three months down the line, it's your business. But the first night dating do say like, you know, the dinner was cool. Hug that person. See you next time. Because in my history, speaking candidly, if you let me in, I'm in. Ladies, did you hear that? Don't invite him over. Don't go over his house the first night. Okay. We love that spoken from an expert now to the left to the left girl bye boy bye again if somebody is lying and they're lying to you i heard growing up if you lie you cheat you steal (laughs) it was like this whole thing together so it's like okay somebody's lying to you and you catch them in a lie and i said this on the lying podcast but i feel like it's really important to reiterate that if somebody's continuing and consistently lying to you about their behavior that has everything to do with their character you don't want to have that because it does start to deteriorate something in you because it just gets down to the disrespect of who you are as a person and that person disrespecting themselves as well because I always go back to how a person treats themselves they are disrespectful to you that they're disrespecting themselves as well. To the left, to the left, time to go. Girl, bye, boy, bye. Now, Ron is going to give us the crazy dating story. We have a crazy dating story coming up. I'm sure you have a lot. You seem like you've lived quite a life. So share with us your crazy dating story. Okay, a, cra- a crazy dating story. When I was in a relationship, I went on a date. I was dating this one particular woman. And then I met this other lady. This is before social media. So, yeah, so I went on a date. I'm going to pick this other lady up. And, you know, we hanging out. She's talking. She's saying everything I need to talk. I'm like, well, let's just go get a room and kick it. I'll get some food. I got some drink. She's like, cool. So I got the food, the drink, and everything. And uh, we get to the room, and we kicking, and we vibing. I'm thinking, like, I got this. You know, it's cool. And then the woman I was dating came out the bathroom. And I was like, oh, man. She's like, that's my cousin. I just, I was like, yeah, okay, okay, all right. So I said, oh. I knew. I said, yeah, I knew. I knew. I knew. I'm playing along because I knew you were here. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You know, arguing. They, you know, they talking crazy. I was like, hey, I knew you were here. That's why I did it. I played along, and she ended up believing my lie, 
and we still kicked it for a couple more months. And then, you know, the, the cousin that she used as a pawn after we was finally finished, she's like, well, y'all ain't dating no more. We can still hook up. I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. Okay, so she said, so the girl you were dating set it up with her cousin? They, I met, okay, I was dating a woman. Right. Met, met her cousin. Right. She said, you look for me. I'm like, no, you don't know me. So I guess she talked to somebody and said, yeah, that's your cousin. You're like, what? Girl, I was about to kick it with him. So I guess they got they got in cahoots and said, like, okay, well, he, let me see if he's going to move on you. She's mm-hmm. like, hey. She got, mm-hmm. I was like, what's up? I'll pull up. And my the date came out, my, my actual girlfriend pulled out the room, out the bathroom. Wow. I was like, wow. wow. So I was shook. You know, this is like before cheaters or whatever. I was like, oh, wow, they got me. So I tried to remain calm. I said, let me get out of this room real quick because I don't want nobody to get hurt, especially me. So I kind of <laughs> made <laughs> Cut you up. Cut you. <laughs> so, but then the uh, me and the my, the girl I was dating, we we got back together. Like she took me back, oh, right? Oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm raw. She took me back a week later. She's like, oh, I'm gonna forgive you this time. And then we finally broke up. And then the cousin said, Y'all not dating no more. We can hook up. Wow. Like, no, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So that was crazy for me because I, I thought my life was on the line because I didn't know how she was gonna react. I don't know if they got a knife, a gun, or what. Wow, you know what? See that, and I lied all, and I lied all the way out the room. Lied. Whatever, they, whatever they want to hear, I had to say because I said, "Let me." Once I get out this room, I ain't gonna never mess with neither one of them again. And and, and she believed and took you back, and a, w- a week later. Okay, see, you know what? That that flo- that's a crazy dating story, and that flows into the ask Doctor G because it's a similar situation. And she says. Dear Dr. G, I have been with my boyfriend for nine months and caught him cheating. It was an ugly scene. He told me that he loved me and he was sorry that he hurt me. But I don't know if I should take him back. If he loves me, why would he hurt me? And should I give him a second chance? So my answer, now I'm going to let you answer. I would say no, because he's cheated. You caught him. Ugly scene. He said he loved you. Uh, that's going to replay itself. It's going to replay over and over again. If you married, it's a whole different deal because you have a whole bunch of stuff to lose. But if you're dating somebody and this happens and they say, I'm sorry, generally they're sorry they got caught. I don't believe that they're sorry enough to change their behavior. And when they say they love you, it's kind of like, Ron, you were saying, you say whatever you need to say to get whatever it is you need to get. I wouldn't say you don't need to be investing your life and trying to change nobody. He ain't ready for you and you deserve better. That's my answer. What would you say, Ron? Okay. And I respect your answer to the fullest. And I respect your credentials. And I respect your knowledge and your wisdom on relationships. Being a married, woman that was married 24 years, you have supreme knowledge on it, more so than me. But I also, I'm also say I believe in second chances. So I'm not saying that she should be done, but she needs to look at the bigger picture, too, because people do make mistakes. And I don't think cheating is. And I've had a debate with somebody for cheating is not a mistake. It's a choice. I I think indirectly nine months relationship. If he didn't show you signs and he got caught slipping once, I'm not saying he can't be a better man for you down the line. So if you really deeply passionately in love with him. Put him on a severe probation. And then, I mean, at that point, then if he messes up, violates probation, then you can, you, you can walk away confidently. But if you have to hesitate and debate, talk to your mama, sister, cousin, and them about what you did, you crying about it, he did something, and you still entertaining him, 
you need to have clarity because you don't have clarity because you know he cheated. That's obviously. But once you say, let him speak and say, if I do this again, I'll kill myself. Well, well, you better kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think when she said it was an ugly scene. Well, well I don't know what ugly mean. I heard that part. I mean, what's ugly? Like if it's got violent, then if she. Well, if he I did- just I just believe that if she caught him cheating and whatever that looks like. And he already said and we talked about this earlier that he loved her. He doesn't really value her. And so can you really love somebody and hurt them and say, OK, I'm sorry, I'm going to take it back. And then you. You get reoffended again. I know. I look I, that I do know that on a personal level. You take somebody back, you give them a second chance, and then you're like, like "What did I do that?" They showed me who they were. My my philosophy is when a person shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Now, if you want to change, go change and come back and be ready for me. But like I'm it. not going to put my heart in this while you going through and you still tasting this candy over here and this one over here and somebody and you got all this assets and you can get on fans club and whatever else you said it was only fans yeah i'm like okay so that's that's interesting so there's two sides there and if you want you know if they were married i would say absolutely you got to give them a second chance and stuff oh yeah it's different when you make because you got something when you just dating somebody girl I mean, nine months, if nine months and it's ugly, whatever, if ugly was like somebody got hurt, I'm saying be done. Yeah. Well, uh, just if you shouting and screaming and all of that, that's, that's ugly too. That's yeah. ugly. So to it, me, if he just didn't come crying and crawling back, you know, you got ugly, got to fight about it. This is some good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And now we're rounding the corner and it's almost over. And the challenge of the week, I'm going to say, you know, this is for women but I'm going to throw in that extra challenge that you said. Mm-hmm. I need you to, if you have somebody in your life that you know that they're cheating, you have these instincts, you you see the signs, you have to decide if they are worth your time and if you want to be valued mm-hmm. and how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You got to make that decision for yourself. If you decide to stay with somebody, then you know what? You take on that ownership and say, hey, I did this. This is what I decided I was going to do because I know I see the signs. Just don't ignore the signs. But you have to make that decision for you so that you don't look back two years and go, I gave my life and I, you know, when a Mary J. Bly song is like, I should have been gone. I gave you 10 years of my life and I should have been gone already. You know, don't do that. Don't find yourself in that situation. And to the men, stop the business of cheating. How about that? (laughs) Stop the business of cheating. That is our challenge of the week. We have had such a colorful conversation and it has been so wonderful. And let's thank Ron for joining us today and being authentic and sharing his experience and opinion and his change of life. Yes, thank you so much, Ron. We are going to definitely have to have you back. Now I want you to tell all the listeners how they can get in contact with you. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your platform. It's been wonderful. It's been a learning experience. And like I say, any man or woman who can't learn something, they don't know nothing. I learned something tonight. So I appreciate your knowledge and your wisdom. Thankful to your fans for hearing us. You can follow me on Instagram at Ron Carey, uh, Facebook at Ron Carey. My site is www.ronpcarey.com. I sell motivational clothes. I do speaking engagements. 
I'm in the process of writing my first book. I'm going to have to get with Dr. G for some tips, working on my book. I do a lot of speaking engagements throughout the country, and I hope that you guys in a, tune in to me and check me out again at Ron Carey on Instagram, at Ron Carey on Facebook, and uh, www.ronpcarey.com. Thank you. And look, and you might find a love connection on this show. I, you, never <laughs> you never know how this is all designed. But thank right. you so much, Ron. And we're going to yes, have to, like I said, have you back. I love your work. I love what you do. I thank was following you, thank you, you on thank Facebook. You. And yes, so it's some solid stuff. Solid man here. Yes, thank you, thank everybody. You. And until next time, I want you to create that amazing life that you so deserve. And stay sane in this crazy world of dating. This is Single Life with Dr. G. Dating over the 40.